Okay, it is the Super Bowl slash trade deadline slash Valentine's Day NBA Advanced Analytics Podcast special. My name is Guy Williams. I'm joined by uh, my brother, Paul Williams. What's up, basketball fans? And uh, JT is not here. It's time for Advanced Analytics. So, Paul, um, just about 10 minutes ago, I asked you if you wanted to do a podcast, and you said, not really. Yeah. <laughs> and I asked why, and you said, I don't really have anything to talk I've about. I've been so busy, I've, I feel like I haven't seen an NBA game in quite a while. Today was the Super Bowl, did you see that? I saw parts of it, yeah. I saw the end, I saw the halftime show. Um, Best halftime show you've ever seen? Is that a question of what is? I'm a big fan of um, the one Bruno Mars did. Oh, I was going to think you say Michael Jackson. Uh, Bruno Mars with a feature of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Did you, did you actually like that? I thought it was really good, yeah. Wow. Because I, 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 I thought this was the best one that I can remember. Like, everyone who's cool says Prince, but like I hated that. Just a guy wailing on a guitar for 45 minutes. Whereas... Um, I don't appreciate electric guitar at all. I um, I can't remember Bruno Mars. What did, this just sounds um, awful. He played the drum kit on this like track and like went back. Oh man, seeing um, seeing he did the splits at one stage. Seeing Bruno Mars on a drum kit, I just find Bruno Mars's songs horrible. Disagree. So then he finished with um, Uptown Funk You Up, Uptown Funk You Up. I don't think that song was out at the time. Garbage. Um. No, he's got a lot of great songs, man. Because you make me feel like I've been locked out of heaven. Is there, is there a song that has... That's a nice scene. Is there a song that has Bruno Mars and Macklemore in it? Because both those two effers represent the worst time in music Mm-mm. and should both be sent to jail. No, Bruno Mars is good. And um, his halftime show is, is I think, one of the best. Okay, well, I enjoyed this one and thought it was good. I'll tell you what was bad last year, the weekend. I thought I had high hopes for him. Yeah, I like him. And I thought his halftime show was bad. Do you know what I love? The ads. And in New Zealand, obviously, you don't get the American ones. But we, we treat them the same. We watch the ESPN <laughs> same five ads and we love them. There's an ad for PTI. There's an ad for um, Wet and Forget. There's an ad for NHRA Drag Racing. Maybe building hype for Major League Baseball. There was a there was an ad um, for some work boots, and it said it talked about respecting our tradies, and I was like, no one respects tradies in New Zealand. <laughs> um, when has that ever been a when has that ever been a thing? Um, the actual game, though, I I, I I shouldn't talk about it. I just rag on the NFL every year. So I think it's a terrible sport, awful to watch, and it's there's something wrong with it. I also just find it racially really awkward. I probably say this every year, but just. All the quarterbacks are white. All the rest of the grunt players are black. All the coaches are white. All the commentators are white. Like all the important positions that talk and get to do things and think are white, and all the other positions are black. Just feels awkward. I know there are black quarterbacks, but according to what I just read, um, black players are like close to seventy percent of the NFL, but only seventeen percent of the quarterbacks. It's just it's just very interesting, and I find that it's weird. It's super weird. The guys who become quarterbacks. I went, to a, I went to my first game, and it was the two worst teams. 
um, Jets versus Jaguars, Jacksonville versus New York. Yeah. And it was the number one pick quarterback versus the number two pick quarterback. Both Spicy matchup. And I was looking at, I did a deep dive on both quarterbacks, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. And like both of them, I was looking at them, I was like, there's no way this guy is better at sports than me. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence looked like, he had the skinniest legs I've ever seen. Long yeah. flowing hair. He looked like he should have been um, the guitarist in a band. Yeah. And um, Zach Wilson was kind of this blonde-eyed blue. He looked like um, an actor who would play a quarterback in a movie. But but quarterback's not an athletic position, right? It's all about arm and like yeah. making quick decisions. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I'm like, who are they? these guys? Were nerds. <laughs> um, uh, I was also gutted that the team that moved the Los Angeles Rams, the team that moved from St. Louis and ruined their um, city sporting culture. One, you know, it's a team that's only been in LA for like four years, so it has no fans. Um, and uh, it's the owner is um, the guy who owns the Denver Nuggets and Arsenal. He's an asshole, Stan Kroenke. I don't know if it's just Kroenke is how you say it, but like that dickhead gets a rewarded for his ruining the Arsenal club. Denver's actually run quite well, so give him credit there. But even Denver has like been so cheap that like. They probably should be going for the NBA championship this year, but instead they... I guess they, they re-signed Michael Porter Jr. But um, oh, that's all I wanted to say. Oh, yeah, they're not completely racist, though. They did write end racism on the pitch behind one of the end zones, and I was like, that... I mean, that's the most token sort of, like... I loved... One of the, my favourite things about the game I went to was when all the players ran out, how many of them ran down to the end zone and took a knee and, and prayed. Oh, and oh, that's quite good if it's on the end racism mm. sign. But just like NFL fans seem like the most racist people, and then I you can't just yeah. write end racism on the pitch, and that's going to end race. That's I did ridiculous. the game. I, the one game I've been to, I did hear a homophobic slur yelled at Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> and not only that, it got a laugh, a big laugh from the crowd. What would they yell? Um, F word. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is a F word. F word. That's horrific. Um. um who do you think worse, NFL fans or MMA fans? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to disrespect. I don't think it's right to. Um, I'm, you know, there's going to be bad fans in every sport, and I don't think it, there's a lot of good people who like. I don't think there's a lot of good people that like NFL or. Um, I I think there is. It's I weird. Is. It's, I think it's, different. You know. Different cultures like different sports as well. It's weirdly classless. Well, no, they don't. Just white Americans love NFL because it's they love the racism of it. I don't know. Maybe I'm be, maybe I'm wrong. Um, I'd say text me your opinions, but we don't have a text help, hall, and, and I don't really check my Twitter or Instagram messages. So we got um, a different. We got a uh, Twitter. Any any? We got a Twitter. Text the Twitter. <laughs> Are you an MMA or fan of anything else? Anyway, MMA is another sport that I just find completely unwatchable. Um, but anyway, the, 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 these are my weird opinions. We're going to have some more of them. It's time for the Week in Review. Week in Review. All right, trade deadline special. Who was the big winner of this? You're looking at me like I'm Oh, you, you usually leave space for a sting. You ain't a time for the Week in Review. Okay, but, and you went like... Oh, I was just, trying to, just trying to energise you up, mate. Okay. Who was the big winner of the trade deadline for you? Who was the big loser? What was going on? Um, Magic won big. <laughs> they did. 
Bowl Bowl, <laughs> PJ Dozier, and cash considerations for, I think, one second round pick. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Bowl Bowl was one of my steals of the draft. Before he fell to the end of the draft. How many, he's been in the NBA for like eight years and he's like a novelty player. No, I think he just needs to build a bit of muscle. <laughs> but he's, he's a point guard trapped in like a seven foot six body. Okay. Okay, you're an idiot. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm rooting for Ben Simmons. That's an embarrassing thing to say. And I think he is... Uh, People mock his mental health problems and clearly like he played that card when he wanted need to leverage um, his negotiations with Philadelphia to not play. But he clearly is something mentally not right with him. He's not nailing life at the moment. And um, he apparently was very emotional when he called KD on the phone. But what a bizarre situation where Philadelphia like on paper almost won that trade. I don't think they did. I don't know how good James Harden's going to be. It may be like almost an albatross contract that they get saddled with. It could be a poison pill. But like trading Ben Simmons, a player who is just not playing for your team and maybe like not as good as his contract, like not even worth the contract he's on, for James Harden, who two years ago was like an MVP perennial candidate, is quite amazing, right? Yeah, I'm, I feel like Harden and Embiid is a bad mix. Mm. Um, People already saying the greatest pick and roll. One two of all time. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. I'm not even even considering on court. I just think, in terms, <laughs> of, in terms of personalities, I just think Harden's going to drive and beat up the wall. Embiid is the funniest player in the NBA. Would you agree with that? He's just a naturally Embiid. funny guy. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. Um, I think Anthony Edwards is maybe my funniest. What was so funny? Anthony Edwards has done recently. Um, he had that quote where he scored fifty points. And the um, interviewer was like, how did that feel? And he was like, I felt like black Jesus. <laughs> and then he goes, what, what were you seeing out there? And he goes, I saw the man in front of me and I saw fear in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah. Anthony Edwards, I, I was thinking, someone did a question the other day online about um, like if you were to make in the future... A show like, um, you know, the TNT, Charles Barkley, um, Shaq, yeah. Ernie, um, crew, who would you, um, who would you get? And I said Embiid, Anthony Edwards, Jimmy Butler, um, CJ McCollum, uh, that's my crew. Everyone was just Draymond. I don't oh, Dray- and Draymond, and Draymond, oh. that's my crew. I like Kevin Garnett. Oh yeah, I would love. Um, I would love uh, Nikolai Jokic. I oh, find yeah. him funny. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of good like personalities in the NBA. I wish New Zealand sport had that sort of person, but they don't. Um, I just enjoyed it. JT messaged the group chat with a um, uh, a meme, and then he, JT often messages things, and I feel like I definitely don't know what he's talking about. I don't know if you know what he's talking about. I knew what he was talking about. Did you understand that meme? He, the yeah, Joel yeah, Embiid yeah. meme. I'd and actually, I'd already seen it, but you, you weren't aware of the meme, yeah. and you also weren't aware that a trade had happened. Trade happened. So, so it's doubly were, out. Yeah. He tweeted the meme of the guy who went to his haters' funeral to make sure he was dead, and um, and then when asked about it, Embiid said, 
Uh, he just thought it was a cool photo of a guy wearing nice clothes. <laughs> I will say, though, Embiid, for such a savvy guy, he has the worst on-court look with his white tights and his... I mean, he can't defend his shitty Under Armour shoes. But he has the gumbiest shoes, and considering he's pigeon-toed, he just looks... He looks awful out there, but he did shout him throwing around down one of the greatest dunks of the year so far on um, the Cavs. Beautiful to watch. Um, no one's talking about the Phoenix Suns, and our podcast has neglected them for five weeks. Mm. So I feel like I should at least mention that they're pretty much the best team in the NBA right now. Probably are the best team with the best record. Yeah. And they acquired Aaron Holiday and Tory Craig. And I feel like no other podcast is talking about that. The best team just yeah, got deeper. Right. I didn't really know that. And, um, so I'm, I'm learning from the podcast. I think the fact that no one's talking about it, I mean, besides there being a blockbuster tr- trade between two teams that are like divisional rivals, which is doubly crazy. Um, uh, the West, no one retooled, right? So I expected like, because Denver does claim they're getting their two injured players, Porter Jr. and um, old, uh, the guys, Murray, whose name I forget every week. They're getting them back. So I was like, make some win-now moves, Cronky. You know, you've won the Super Bowl. Splash out he there, you know. Won, he hadn't won it at the time. Well, of he the was in the won. Super Bowl. He'd won the Western Conference or whatever whatever he'd won, the, whatever stupid football thing they have. Yeah, but he you might know, have think, thought they were going to lose the Super Lakers Bowl. should have at least freed up a roster spot so they had some space on the buyout market. They, the Lakers front office is genuine. I know everyone knows this. Is like actually incompetent. People talk about Lee GM. But like, it's not LeBron's responsibility to do like the basics of football. They've got to remove DeAndre Jordan off the roster. Maybe LeBron likes him so much as a friend he's staying there. But it's just like ridiculous that they've got no roster spots. They made no transactions, and and in their defence, they had no assets worth trading. But you can at least send some cash, send them to Orlando, and Orlando will take on DeAndre Jordan to help the tank. Um, shout out to Indiana and Portland for um, everyone's ragging on Portland because they're like, how did they lose? Uh, because they're on bad contracts and the Portland's going nowhere, so they're completely tearing it down. And I thought Portland and Indiana have done a good job of like expediating the tank. Not that I really like tanking, but like if that is your strategy, then that's the way to do it. And I don't understand people who are like, oh, the Clippers are gaming it. Yeah, the Clippers have unlimited money and um, the Clippers uh, are just paying stupid money in the salary tax, much like um, Golden State Warriors just don't really care. And so as a result, yeah, they can pick up like slightly bad contracts maybe to make their team deep for a run like next year. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's interesting how the NBA is so wide open. Um, a few minor moves like Ibaka going to the uh, the Bucks is kind of interesting. I think Ibaka's probably washed, but still like nice to see the Bucks do something. Um, but yeah, I'm rooting weirdly for Westbrook now and weirdly for Simmons. Two players I've always hated, but they've just become such sad sacks that I do want to see them succeed. And I do think this might be an okay thing for Brooklyn, right? Like, to get a bit deeper. Yeah, well, their team make... I want to go on record and say, and I'm not sure what I ever said on this podcast, but I never believed in the... Um, and I know people will say they were injured last season or whatever. Mm. I never believed in the Nets as they were made up. It just didn't make sense to me. Well, they, they, they only played 16 games together. They yeah. went 13 and 3. So yeah. they were dominant when they did play. But yeah, it was a weird it was weird construction, just having three dominant offensive players and nothing else. It didn't help that that white guy... Who's the white guy on the Nets? On the Nets. Joe... Blake Griffin. Joe Harris. <laughs> <laughs> that was very racist. 
No, we'll cut we'll it out. out. No, it's fine. It was it wasn't as big an asshole. Um, it might be racist, but I mean it's pretty. Uh, uh, yeah, Joe Harris. Um, uh, he him getting injured obviously stuffed them up even worse. But um, it was weird construction. Here's the interesting thing with the nets. Whose fault is it? Because it is bizarre that James Harden's forces way out of two teams. But then if you are on the same team as Kyrie, this comedy player. Um, who won't get vaccinated so he can't play home games. Like, who, who do you blame for this shit show? Uh, the Nets. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. To me, I don't know what happened behind the scenes. Like, for me, I, I didn't really realise James Harden was keen to trade until right near the end. Yeah. I felt like that came from nowhere, kind of. Well, I mean, I guess they assumed at the start of the season that, that Kyrie would eventually come around, right? Or they uh, trade him. With what, Kyrie? Yeah. Yeah, but... Like, if Kyrie got vaccinated, the Nets would be steamrolling right now. Oh, they, well, KD's injured. But, like, they'd be in the playoffs and looking one of the favourites. Yeah, right. So you're saying Harden was just unhappy with Yeah, Kyrie. like, he does... I, I think it's ridiculous he's forced two trades in less than a year. But the Nets situation is ridiculous. And yeah. KD's injured now, so he's just travelling around with this awful team. They've lost, like... 11 straight, right? Yeah, well, because they got their roster relies on three players, and only one of them was playing, and that one was Harden, and he wasn't trying. Yeah, right. Um, but to me, like, I don't know. Kyrie just seems like a waste of time. I, I can't believe they didn't just trade him, right? You trade him Kyrie. for three players. I don't know where he would, who would want him, but, like, you know, Sacramento's always up for a wacky trade. Yeah. You trade Kyrie for three players, even at low, even yeah. though you're selling him low. Because he's like now, he's in the last year of his contract and he's a stressed oh, absolutely. Asset. If they had to choose between Harden and Irving. Yeah. If they've chosen Irving, that's crazy to me. No, well, I guess, well, this is why I kind of blame Sean Marks. And we well, obviously we have no idea what's going on, but it seems like that was the choice, right? Like Kyrie mm-hmm. can't play in New York. The team plays in New York, unfortunately. You've got two options. Either move the team or move Kyrie. And they chose to do neither of those two things. So you got this ludicrous situation where Kyrie's only playing eight games for the rest of the season. They're looking at falling out of the play-in game. And if they are in the play-in game, they may have to play there on the ro- at home. Um, and then it'd be funny if they drew like first round or second round. Like they, oh, it's the play-in game, they had to play like Toronto or something where he can't play either. Um, the whole situation is just like, yeah, just like un- unparalleled stupidity. And I, while I do normally love that, it is sad. Can I say this? Katie deserves this. He deserves this. For his bullshit, going to the Warriors, then going to the Brooklyn Nets. He created his own misery. And so KD, he's one of my favourite players to watch, and I do love him. I also like him as a person mm. as well. But he deserves this. Yeah. I, um... I don't really see a winner of this trade, because... I don't really see how Simmons, like if Kyrie is playing, I don't know. Simmons, Simmons, I feel like is like a LeBron who needs the team to be built around him. How did you turn this into a shot on LeBron? No, no, I'm just saying like, if if Kyrie's got, got Kyrie's ball dominant, yeah. Kevin Durant's like kind of ball dominant, yeah. Like That's wh- perfect then for Simmons. What, for Simmons to be a corner shooter? No, stand in the dunker spot. 
<laughs> no, that's what he was doing. Yeah, right. I mean, that's why he did, gave up the dunk, and that's why yeah, that's right, where the controversy right. came from. Okay, so he'll stand but in the nah, dunker spot. Having a defensive player, getting um, you got to remember to get Seth Curry yeah. as well. And yeah, actually, oh, Seth Curry. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's and a good even pick Drummond up. can do a little bit. Like, yeah, that's true. I forgot about the. P- I I forgot about Seth Curry. Mm. That's a good pickup. One trade we haven't spoken about that I'm interested in is the poor Zingas for Dinwiddie and Davis <laughs> Bertans. I um, I received some flack online for saying that I didn't completely hate it for Dallas. Yeah. And um, I I kind of felt like, I felt like Bertans. I remember two seasons ago was firing on all cylinders. Yeah. And um, but then in the last two seasons though, you've you what you've done there is you said two seasons ago he's firing all cylinders. What you've um left out there is the last two seasons where he's been yeah, firing on zero know, cylinders. But you know, last season he had Westbrook and Beal. You know, I don't blame him for not firing on from not, cylinders. From not hitting open threes, which is his only job. And um, and I uh, I could see him fitting in well in Dallas. And then Dinwiddie, I consider him an interesting piece, you know? I, I haven't seen him play basketball for a few years, but... I love him as a wacky, like, guy. Didn't he want to get paid in crypto or something? Something like that, yeah. Is he the one who started his own shoe brand as well? Probably. I really, I, I really like Dimwitty as a guy. I like his shitty seventies um, goatee. Well, a Wizards fan online told me that all his teammates hated him in Washington, but to me that's almost a good sign. Like, I think if Bradley Beal doesn't like you, <laughs> to me that's like a positive. <laughs> You're a friend of mine. Um, uh, I, I, my theory is a Porzingis is just so injured they're just sick of that. Um, and then also, obviously, I think Luca might hate him. And so yeah, Dallas can mm. only go up, but they. The annoying thing is they were screwed by Porzingis' contract. Yeah. But then they just... They halved the problem by taking one shitty contract and splitting it into two shitty contracts. But if neither of those players uh, fire, then they could be um, digging their own grave. Speaking their own digging their own grave, the New England's Pelicans trading for CJ McCollum, not getting a health check or a a medical check, which is... uh, Pelicans, I don't know. I won't even talk about the Pelicans because they make me too sad. Yeah. I wish JT was here to give us. I his... definitely think there's something wrong with Porzingis. Like, not even from an injury standpoint. Like, I think his personality. I I haven't seen anything to back this up, but I think it's just he's got a bad vibe. He's a weird dude. Yeah, the fact he's been traded twice now, and both times people have been like, they traded him for nothing. Mm. Not that I agree with that in this case, but um, yeah, something's something's not right with them. Um, okay. that's, that's just a theory. No, no, I like it, man. It's, it, it, we don't things based on nothing are um, exactly what this podcast is all about. You don't need any evidence or data. We'll take this for data. Um, I just think this is still a fascinating ongoing saga. I'm going to read out some stats for you, and you just try and guess what the, what I'm reading out here. 1 of 8, 5 of 16, 3 of 8, 4 of 10, 4 of 7, uh, 7 of 14, 3 of 10, 6 of 10, 2 of 10. What am I reading out there? Um, Westbrook's shooting numbers. Steph Curry's three-point shooting. Yeah, Still right. can't shoot that good. Yeah, wow. And I mean, I know he's got gravity and all that bullshit. But it is just such a fascinating storyline that Steph Curry is still struggling from three. The Warriors are good, and they're doing it based on defense. Yeah. Uh, and, and Clay coming back is having an impact as well. But yeah, just it scares me. I really hope... Um, 
it's getting, he it, hasn't lost his shooting powers. It's funny how the NBA just has like three narratives that just everyone talks about. Like social media is dominated by Harden, Simmons. Um, podcasts are dominated by it. And I feel like there's this other juicy storylines that just no one cares about. Na- namely, the Suns. And um, oh, can I give you some credit on this podcast? Mm-hmm. Two crazy things that I often think you're like effed in the head. I think recently I, I, I have to do like a running tab or listening to the podcast. I'm like, which of us... On three, me or JT has the worst takes, mm-hmm. and um, normally I'd say you. Normally, disagree. And then <laughs> JT came in hot for a while there with his insane Duncan um, Robinson. He claimed Duncan Robinson was a better three point shooter than um, Steph. Oh, he was the greatest. Steph, he, you know, he claimed he was the greatest three point shooter of all time. He didn't just claim he was better than Steph Curry. The greatest. Thing, <laughs> Duncan Robinson's only played three point, and is also not. He's also not shooting well. I know he would feast on Steph Curry struggling at the moment. I wonder if it's the change of balls. Was that the season? But somehow, yeah. But he, Steph Curry, was shooting um, lights out to start the season. Yeah. Maybe right. his arms are tired. Mm. Um. Uh. But recently, the last three or four pods, I've just been taking L after L, and I don't know why I say crazy shit, but I just do. But um, I often think you're whack, but you have nailed two things recently. You you often back the Heat, who have I mean they've been injured all season, but now they're getting less injured. Are looking. Like probably the first or second best team in the East. Yeah. Real finals can. Not that I take them seriously. I kind of see them as the Phoenix Suns, um, the Phoenix Suns East, where they're like well balanced, but no one's really, really taking them seriously. Jimmy Butler still can't close out in the fourth. Well, I don't know. Um, I do love my man Cole Lowry, but um, are you enjoying the Heat or not really? Or uh, I haven't seen anything. Yeah. But, um, but you still, you know, you just know from the vibes. Yeah. I think, I think on paper, very scary team. <laughs> um, and the other thing that you nailed was um, you believed in Andrew Wiggins when the trade happened. I assume they were trading him to pump up his value and dump him. Right. Uh, in the same way they got rid of um, that guy who's now with the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. I've forgotten that guy even exists. D'Lo. D'Angelo. But um, Wiggins is an all-star starter. I mean, obviously that's ridiculous. But the Warriors are so good, they're like, they deserve two players, and they decided to make it Wiggins. Um, yeah, kind of impressive. I don't I don't really think he's an all-star, but he is playing well, and like, almost playing up to his contract, and the Warriors are good, so it's like, it's pretty impressive. Mm. Yeah, and um, yeah. Uh, did you know that Devin Booker's dating a Kardashian? Yeah, I think, a Jenner, right? Is it Kendall Jenner? Yeah, I mean, that's a Kardashian, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That just interested me a little bit, and I, the I, reason I, 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 I believe in the Kardashian curse. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think Kanye was probably mentally ill before um, uh, he started dating Kim Kardashian. Um, just, he, just be even being interested in dating a Kardashian is not as a, a real red flag. So I will say this: I think the Kardashian curse is that people who want to get involved in that reality TV show shit show. It's already like you're not right in the head to begin with. Like you're people, you're people who make bad decisions. Tristan Thompson's obviously an idiot. Lamar Odom has serious problems. A lot of these people seem to be quite unusual characters. But Devin Booker has added, it has entered the fray, and um, I'm sure they're lovely people and stuff like that. I'm not saying the Kardashians are bad people. I'm just saying there is a Kardashian curse, and I was just interested because Devin Booker is playing well. They're going to make the finals, but if his life the turns to shit. What? The curse of the what? The curse will kick in in the playoffs. Is that what you're... Well, yeah, but even just last year, the way they lost the finals, it just Chris Paul feels a bit cursed and Devin Booker feels a little bit cursed. And mm. yeah, just... 
I don't know. I just I was like, chuck the Kardashian curse in there, and yeah, interesting stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's funny about that? Interesting stuff. Okay, another thing I've enjoyed. Okay, this is a segment called Guys Interesting Stuff. Guys Interesting Stuff. Yeah. Um, Pat Tillman. Uh, no, not Pat Tillman. Who's the owner of the um, Tillman Fratetta? Um, I called him Pat Tillman. He was like the NFL player who died in Iraq or whatever. Um, Tillman Fratetta, the guy who owns Bubba Gump Shrimp Company and the Houston Rockets. And didn't you go to their stadium and there was a big painting of him or something? Or was that the that. magic? I did go to their stadium, but I don't know. Who remember. had a big... Oh, no, JT said he went to the Houston Rockets stadium. And there's a big painting of Tillman Fratetta next to all the players, I think. Yeah, right. His son, who's like 26 years old, he was in a photo with a couple of the Rockets players. I don't know. They got a guy called Calvin Porter Jr. or something, right? On the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, they were at the MMA together, the Israel Adesanya fight, which was in the Toyota Center. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tillman was there with his son, and the Houston Rockets fans were all bagging on the photo and bagging on Tillman's son being a dickhead. And apparently Daryl Morey was there in the GM, reported to Tillman's son, who's like 26. And while I think that's horrific, and I pray for Houston fans, I do think it's awesome, this horrific trend of billionaires... Um, Letting their sons just run professional sports franchises. Right. Um, and you can relate to this because... Um, Fulham. Fulham um, just has this guy, Khan, is it? Yeah. This crazy, like, Florida Indian billionaire, or American, obviously, um, but, like, billionaire's um, son just running your soccer team, right? Yeah. Madness. And he just tweets, like, sorry all the players are shit, guys, and stuff like that. Yeah, he's a good. He's a great follow on on social media. <laughs> but bec- he's a great follow because he's like mentally like and like PR. He's not PR trained. Tony Khan. Yeah. Um, he also runs a wrestling league, so it's hard to know if he's taking Fulham seriously or taking um, the wrestling league he's starting yeah. seriously. They also own the Jacksonville Jag- Jaguars, the team I saw, one of the worst teams. <laughs> his team, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he's a great guy. That would be just quite cool if your dad just let you run an NBA team, eh? It would be quite cool. Everyone's everyone's fantasy. Um, what's next? Well, um, time for a guy I've been thinking, eh? Oh yeah. Hey, what are you were you gam- amping up for? Um, nah. Magic Mayhem. Oh, it'll be soon. The music's already started for guy I've been thinking. Long intro. Guy I've been thinking. Guy I've been thinking. I've been thinking and guy I've come up with something I've been thinking This is good and I haven't done the research on this but I'll just I'll see it now and it can go for a couple of weeks I'm disappointed JT if you've listened to the podcast mate this is a really this is one of the smartest NBA thoughts I've ever had How many years since the movie Eddie came out starring Whoopi Goldberg mm-hmm. um, would it make sense for the Knicks to pull an Eddie? So if you don't know the premise of the movie, Paul, do you want to describe um, the movie Eddie? I've forgotten completely, but I oh. think it's... I believe the premise is the Knicks are going bad. Yeah. Um, which isn't too hard to believe. The garden is empty. The garden's empty, and, they, and there's a fan called Eddie, Eddie. a taxi driver, which is already a ridiculous premise that a taxi driver could afford tickets to see the Knicks, but continue. Um, and they like... They let her be the coach. Yeah, the the wild Texas um, billionaire owner, he's like, I like the cut of your jib, lady. You can coach the team. And she, she, she doesn't know the X's and O's, but she just inspires them mm. 
Um, and in the similar way that um, Ted Lasso. Oli Gunny, yeah, Ted Lasso or Oli Gunny Salsia did for about three weeks in Manchester United before they re-signed him and then ran the, the team into the ground. But um, I reckon Eddie came out like 94 or something like that. I haven't even done the most basic research. But Eddie came out in the early 90s, mid-90s. How many years since then, in the last uh, 25 years, would it have made sense for the Knicks just to get a fan from the stands or a radio contest winner to be their coach and just have a... Because it would be so entertaining. Mm. And it would be great fun. And I was like, the Knicks this year should have probably... They should just fire Thibodeau. He's, he's running the talent they do have into the ground. He plays RJ Barrett like 40 minutes, 50 minutes in an overtime game. Like, it's comical. Yeah. And I was like, why don't you just get a, a fan to go down there? I guess a fan would probably play mm. the star players 50 minutes oh, as well. I'm... You already know my stance on the NBA coaching weird thing of like... Just getting steady hands. Well, just like, how many NBA teams are there? 30. 30 30 teams. Only about four have good coaches. And there's about 40 coaches. Yeah. Less, maybe. Yeah. There's 33 coaches, and they just... Fire one and then hire one of the three who are currently yeah, don't have a team. Yeah. And it's just constant. I'm a huge fan of your idea. I reckon have an open competition <laughs> to submit why you should be the coach. <laughs> Is like, that a video or an essay? Um, I think it's like a Google form where you can attach videos and, um, you know, talk tactics. Great idea. Um, there'll be one where it's like upload a motivational speech. Um say what you would do to um, fix what this happens in this video where there's, you know, a defensive breakdown and then find a new coach. Eddie Styles. Amazing. Um, that would be great. It was, it's actually my dream and it's just funny they made that movie and it turned out to be more of a documentary about what the Knicks should do. Shout out to Whoopi Goldberg. Although I think she's recently suspended for like anti-Semitic comments or something like that. I don't know what's Spended going on. from what? Twitter? Out of view. I oh, think. right. Her views were not good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. It might have been... Oh, who knows? Who knows? I don't want to get into it because I, I know none of the details. I shouldn't have even talked about it. Um, did we talk about All-Stars? Picks? Selections? Oh, was there anything crazy? I thought Wiggins was the only thing that was weird. Right. What was interesting um, about it? I, I just I hate the All-Star game and wish it didn't exist. Yeah. I was shocked. Um, What's a way to save the All-Star game? Because they did... Shout to the NBA for completely restructuring it. The draft was entertaining. Did you see that? I did. So, um, <laughs> obviously the last pick probably should have been Gobert um, or or maybe um, my boy Fred Van Vliet. It's funny how I can't say his name, Fred Van Vliet. Van uh, probably Van Vliet is probably the worst player on the board. Disagree. I, I love him. I love Freddie. But like, no, well, compared to the other players. And then, I, um, mean, I mean, Hard based on form this year, probably Harden is actually the worst player. But anyway, LeBron clearly strategically left it. So there was two players, obviously. Um, Fred Van Vliet is better than LaMelo Ball, surely. Is LaMelo Ball an all-star? Yeah. But I think he's maybe a ring-in for an injury. Okay, well, my point I is could that be wrong. pretty funny. Obviously, KD, it was like literally the day of the trade deadline, which seemed ridiculous. It's like, don't do the draft. What do you worry about these trades to talk about? How's James Harden had just moved. KD was a captain picking players, and LeBron trolled him by leaving it so he had the last pick and he had the options of Gobert or Harden. 
And obviously, Gobert is not a player you want on an all-star team um, just because he's not entertaining. I disagree. I, I want to just grind out a win if I'm <laughs> if I'm picking the teams. Yeah, and LeBron was laughing so hard. It was very good television. LeBron was laughing. It, it really makes you like LeBron. Yeah, I think, Paul, your hatred of LeBron, if you just saw him just like in a live broadcast like that with the TNT guys, you would like him more. Like I, watched, has, I saw that. And do you not love him? I mean... He put a clipboard in front of his face yeah, to hide yeah. the laughing. I mean, I don't hate that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, you he just did hate a the weird, Wait, he did a weird tweet today, and I'm looking it up. Are you just trying to justify your LeBron hate? No, but it was just weird. It's yeah. all capitals. Yeah. O-M-G! Wow, wow, wow! The greatest halftime show I've ever seen! <laughs> all so many exclamation marks. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess I like it that he enjoyed the halftime. Also, show. you read it. I feel like the way you read it, really. I like, read it how he. Wrote oh my god! The greatest halftime show I've ever seen. What if you read it like that? Um, that sounds better. Like you read it like you were like a candy, a man who runs a candy factory in Wonkaville. Wait, no, I didn't know that reference at all. Wait, in London, Wonkaville. where's where's um, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory? Is that especially London? I don't think they really say, but the movie I think Manchester. Is, filmed, is filmed in Germany. I think. Because they wanted some old, cool buildings. Yeah. Um, but here's the weirdest... Okay. Before, when I was looking, I was like, wait, did Trey Young make at the All-Star game? And I was looking, I couldn't see his name in, on either team's reserve list. Hmm. He's a starter. Yeah. To me, that's crazy. His team is 26 and 30. Yeah. Obviously, he's, he might have missed a couple of games. Yeah, you don't know it's a fan vote. He's better than Andrew Wiggins, who's starting in the West. Disagree. So you got to remember, the NBA has had like... Okay, the Hawks record with him is 24 and 27, Trey Young, this year. And I've been a believer in Trey Young since day one. But you can't be the 10th seed in the East. You definitely can. Like, Tracy McGrady did that every year for the Magic. Yeah, but that was different. They were like the the fifteenth seed in the East. That was different. And everyone's like, my boy T Mac in the fleet, the number one selling shoe. Okay, let me tell you this though. We're old. So it's like Trey Young is no longer he's not like a young gun like we see him as like a sixteen year old who's got like a uh, a weird haircut. He's like an established NBA superstar who last year trolled the Knicks, you know, like hmm. Luka Doncic, is he he's probably studying in the West, isn't he? Like No. Uh, he's, he's not. But he's behind some good player like Steph Curry and that is weird how it's like the Western Conference All-Stars oh wait I get it this is before the draft yeah you vote in the starters for East and West but then they pick it's, then the, the whole thing's insane has yeah I get it so they call it the Western Conference All-Stars but then they have Team LeBron Team Durant um, it's bizarre what team you pick in I don't, uh, know, I don't know who's on either team. I also hate both teams, but I, I I'm pretty sure someone got a much better team in the lot. Well, I think probably LeBron. People say hard Durant, even though this is only his second time. They say he's bad at picking the teams. Um, but uh, I reckon I'm going to give Durant the benefit of the doubt with Andrew. He's got more guys who are willing to play roles. <laughs> Well, Go Bear and Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, he's got your Wiggins, your Go Bears, your Chris Middletons. DeJounte Murray. Um, what did Carl Anthony Towns do recently that was really weird? Can I admit to you something? What? I did not know DeJounte Murray was an all-star. He was a he was another replacement. I don't even know which team DeJounte Murray plays for. The Spurs? 
The Spurs, yeah. Like, what the... How is he... No, he's been good, man. I've been trying to trade for him in fantasy. He's the guy that Spurs have been developing for, like, 12 years. He's Spurs uh, Jr. Hey, you know the other day we were talking about the most irrelevant team in the NBA, and you're like, the yeah, Kings aren't irrelevant because at least you talk about what a meme they are. The Spurs. Yeah, the Spurs are invisible. Yeah. yeah. And it's quite funny that there is... I mean, it was bound to happen, but, like, they, for a few years after they were bad... Pill still talked about what a legend Popovich was, and he does a lot of co- good quotes about um, social justice and stuff like that. Mm. But like, it's just impressive how um, how much they've disappeared, and what a graveyard of uh, talent they are. And they're even making deadline moves now, which is quite interesting because it's something they never they never made mid season trades, which is quite interesting. Who Obviously, um, Pop's philosophy? Who are oh, the play in? They're only a game out of the play in. The Spurs. Yeah, but the West is the West is a joke. I mean, yeah. I love how most of this podcast is just based on us looking at the NBA standings. The top of the West is good. No, there's only two good teams in the West. Yeah, Golden the State and <laughs> the very top. No, I disagree. Memphis I is think, okay, and I think Utah's very dangerous. No, they're not. Utah is very. People dangerous. say that every year they're a regular season team, and I think Phoenix is the new Utah, and they're going to go down that path. No, but being good Utah's in the regular season, dangerous. Isn't good Denver players. could be dangerous. When has Utah? When has this team in Utah mm-hmm. ever been any good in the playoffs? Not once. They're, loose, they're going to lose to the Clippers, probably. Again, like they do every year. And the Clippers will have be led by like Rajon Rondo or some shit. I don't even know who's on the Clippers. So I just know they'll beat Utah. At least they got rid of Joe Ingles, who in my mind was 90% of their problems in the um, playoffs as he's just a good player who gets exposed in the, in the win at the play- regular season. Who's Donovan Mitchell? I, was, I heard that about Steph Curry as well. No, Ingles gets exposed in the playoffs. Oh, and well, that was out. my take. I heard a take today that um, Seth Curry apparently is no good in the playoffs. I mean, weak defender and doesn't shoot that well. Um, mm. Another good take I heard, I think this is, uh, I don't even want to, I don't want to name rival podcast, but someone pointed out that James Harden, who I don't, I don't see him as a playoff choker, but apparently Zach Lowe dug into it and said, he is statistically a fourth quarter playoffs choker and all his good playoff games have been when they're up 3-1 or 3-0. What play is that? James Harden. Oh, right. And he's getting put together with Doc Rivers, the coach who has blown the most mm. um, 3-0 leads in NBA history or whatever, or 3-1 leads or whatever. Yeah. I don't think that's a real stat, but like... Um, sounds good. Because like barely any coaches have blown one. If he's blown two, then he's the, or the leader or whatever. But yeah, still, right. Rivers like a famous like choker coach. Um, quite interesting combination there. Plus Embiid, who um, Embiid also chokes every playoffs, but he always has a good injury excuse. But yeah, Embiid as well. He gets injured every playoffs, so it, it could be a risk of disaster for Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, the rumor today was that Daryl Morey was going to try and get Mike D'Antoni now. Yeah. But then someone else shot it down and said it wasn't true. And um, well, Mike D'Antoni is about eighty-five. Years I just old. hope they. I I would honestly flip James Harden. Some nice pieces. Get him out of there. And he hasn't even played a game. <laughs> Get him out of there. Moving on quick before his stock well, takes a hit. What fascinates me is that... They, I, I don't know if they've extended him yet or signed a new contract or agreed to that, which I, I don't, they can until the off-season. I, I, I can't remember if he signed an extension or not. But it could be a disaster. If he plays okay and they look okay and say they go out in the second round, which they do every year, mm. and they sign him to a um, one of those stupid bloody contracts that Chris Paul negotiated so Chris Paul could sign them, where you're getting like f- like $50 million Russell Westbrook money, 
um, in your 30s because you know pre- there's previously rules against like paying a player a lot in their old age but then Chris Paul who is old and getting paid a lot um, changed the rules as head of the Players Association uh, renegotiated so old rich players so LeBron and stuff will get huge money yeah. in there and it is true that players are like like LeBron's tearing up at 37 but like you get stuck with this Russell Westbrook Blake Griffin type situation where they're they're just getting paid ridiculous amounts of money and they just their body's not up to it um, well, Russell Westbrook's body is up to it, but he just, you know, it's, it's, an, it's an albatross. Um, Harden looks like a prime candidate for that. Like, he's 33, 34. Um, he's going to sign a monster contract. And my point was, that was a long-winded way of saying, this could be the end of the Philadelphia 76ers. Like, it's literally Daryl Morey's career is on the line. I know he's known for being a great GM, but, like, they're all in. This is their team. And Bead... Um, Harden, that's your salary cap if they sign him. I mean, they might not have signed him yet, so there might be a little bit of try before you buy. But um, they've traded assets for him. Um, I know they've got young players, Maxi and um, Halliburton. Who's the other guy who's on the Sixers who's good? I can't remember. On the Sixers? Oh, Thibault, sorry. I get Thibault and Halliburton confused. Um, the point is, is that this could be the last move the Sixers make of the process before it all falls apart. And if they die on Harden Hill, then um, it's a pretty dark hill to die, uh, die on. Um, mm. uh, it's that time. I just, wait, before, oh, yeah. I just keep thinking about, like, if they could go back, I would have just done everything to keep Jimmy Butler. Yeah, but this is you love Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I don't think Jimmy Butler's that good, and I watch him flame out for the heat. And speaking of old guys on two big contracts... I, I think Jimmy Butler is, I guess he's good for the heat culture and stuff like that, but like no, I just wait for that good. to bust. He's good, and he's been good everywhere he goes. When you think about that 76ers team... Yeah, it was pretty close. A rimmed, that shot that rimmed in... Yeah, away from Nick the NBA championship. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. and honestly, I reckon you take Simmons out of that team, replace him with, you know... Yeah. Whoever they've got running the point now. Um, Maxi. Maxi. They also made the dipshit move of um, signing goddamn... Tobias Harris. Tobias to Harris. A billion dollars a year. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, they were like, we're going to lock down Tobias. <laughs> to be fair, he like, was a good player before yeah. Doc Rivers started coaching him. Just imagine or, that no, conversation. Or did Doc Rivers coach him... Did Doc Rivers coach him in LA when he was good? I'd say probably. That's quite amazing. So he was mm. good for Doc Rivers, now bad for Doc Rivers. Mm. Interesting. But just imagine that conversation. Tobias, we want you to stay. Yeah. Here's our offer. <laughs> One billion dollars a year. <laughs> um, I uh, think it's that time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. The I used to be jealous of Mary Apollo. We're taking every game personal. I'm Alfred. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is Chumo Kiki, and you're listening to Magic Mayhem with Paul Williams. Big week for Magic legend Alfred Payton. Wow. Who cracked 5,000 career points. Is, it, is this in the um, NBA or in China? NBA. I I was if you'd uh, if you'd asked me where Alfred K. Payton was, I would definitely have guessed Real Madrid. Like, is he in, still in the NBA? I could not guess what team he plays for. Phoenix Suns. 
Does he actually? I think so. You sure? Uh, yeah, he kind of ended up there. Is it his second sure. time to Phoenix? Yeah, like, yeah. Did he leave yeah. the Magic to Phoenix, he got traded to go Phoenix. to New York and then come back? Um, yes. Because he was a disaster in New York. He might have been somewhere else between New York and... Uh, he went Suns to the Pelicans to the Knicks, returned to Phoenix. Amazing. On the 10th of August, three days after my birthday, and he's just broken 5,000 career points, um, which is currently 895th all time. Who's the guy who played in a Supreme sleeve one time? And he played for the Warriors last year. Um, good looking. Kelly Oubre Jr. Where is he? Is he still in the NBA? He's on the Charlotte Hornets. Wow. Who is currently... One of the swaggiest teams in the league. <laughs> they are ninth. <laughs> They're in the play-in. Yeah. I, I think the NBA this year, though, is a bit of a crock of shit. Like, there's so many teams that have just fallen apart. And it's like... If there was a year... That's why the trade deadline was so weird. Because if there was a year to go all in, it was this year. And even Brooklyn. And Brooklyn's a shambles because they got the... Harden was leaving, Katie's injured, um, Joe Harris is out for the season, like just absolute shit show. But like, if there's a year to gamble everything, this is the year. And that's why I'm a little bit disappointed that like a few teams didn't go even crazier with their moves. Um, like even, I know they've got young pieces, but as I was just saying, those young pieces, Maxi and stuff, they're looking promising for the Sixers. It's like trade them for like win now players. And I guess maybe Maxi is a win now player, but like, all in this year for all these teams. Paul, you're yawning. Sorry. Get no, back well, this to... is Magic Mayhem. Yeah. You're talking about other... Talking yeah, about sorry, sorry, sorry. What, what, what has he done? 5,000 points. Is that a good achievement? Well, yeah. I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> He's 895th. In scoring. The... Yeah. Who would you guess has more points? Uh, LeBron no, James. No, no, no. <laughs> it's a multi-choice. <laughs> uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No, no, no. Um, uh, Lou Anklador that's no, also Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, Glenn Robinson Yusuf Nurkic yeah or um, Kelly Alfred Payton Alfred Payton I would say definitely Yusuf Nurkic Yusuf Nurkic only 4,960 4, <laughs> so um, and he has done that in less games but Alfred <laughs> Payton still 5,000 points congrats man it's good has, to see magic who guys who do you think has more points Corey Joseph or Alfred Payton um, well, I know you've kind of rigged this up, so Alfred Payton wins every time. Um, Alfred Payton has scored three more points, and he's done it in in more than 200 less games. I mean, Corey Joseph, again, a player that I did not know was in the NBA. Who does he play for? Um, I don't know if he is in the NBA. Is it? Wait, <laughs> Corey Joseph, is he on the... Rap- he plays for Spartak Moscow. Corey Joseph, he's somewhere. No, he played Detroit for the, Pistons. He played for the Raptors about twelve years ago, and Drake wrote three songs about yeah, him, and then yeah, he got I traded to Detroit to um, be uh, to get out of Fred Van Vliet's Okay, shadow. More points, Joe Ingles or Alfred Payton? Definitely Joe Ingles, I'd say. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. <laughs> okay, more points, Blake Griffin. Definitely yeah. Blake Griffin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. I don't know how, what the difference Kelly is. Kelly Uber Jr. is probably averages like nine points for his career. Who? Alfred Payton? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I can't, it's funny how I think they're the same guy because they're just so sweaty. He basically gives you exactly 10 points every year on pretty, yeah. pretty bad shooting splits. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I guess that. Like his three point percentage for his career is 28%. Amazing. Damn, um, that's Steph Curry and numbers. His free throw percentage is 63%, which is. I think very low for a starting point guard. Yeah. Um, okay. 
But um, after this, by the way, after Magic Mayhem, I'm going to recommend Guy's Song of the Week. Okay. Um, okay. But back to Magic Mayhem. Yeah. Uh, we've given a huge shout out from the podcast to Alfred. Uh, but an even bigger shout out to the Lakeland Magic. Wow. Um, the Magic's uh, G League affiliate. And like, what an appropriate name, Lakeland, because... When you fly over Florida, it is crazy how many lakes there are before you go into Orlando. Mm. Like, it feels like every house has a lake in it, and every lake has an alligator the in it. State of a million lakes. There's, is it, a million seems like a low estimate. I there was a name I made up. <laughs> but it but you wouldn't call them lakes. I'd call them like swamps. Disagree. The the shit swamp magic. What swampland magic? When um, I was in Disneyland, I've probably said it about five times. But it's so traumatic. The week before I was staying in the hotel. A kid in Disney World got dragged into the lake by an alligator. We don't talk about that. <laughs> um, but basically... You can't yawn yaw when you're doing your... your it wasn't. It's a new voice I'm trying to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is your benchmark segment that you yes. hang your hat on. <laughs> yes. So basically, there's an event that I, I've only just found out about today called the FIBA Intercontinental Cup. Oh my god! And it's basically the World Cup for basketball clubs. Yeah. So it's kind of to decide. You know, how often it, when the NBA finals happens, and they'll go, "The Milwaukee Bucks are champions of the world," and you're like, "What the hell? This is the no, American Basketball League with Canada." With yeah, a team and from hopefully Canada. Mexico in the future. Yes, and hopefully um, London, Puerto Rico. Yeah, that'd be that'd be real. Sick. I just threw that out there then. Yeah. Um, I'll be keen for that. But uh, the when people um, say they want a, a, a Seattle franchise. It's like that's the shittest place to have an NBA franchise. When you have one in Mexico City, don't disrespect Seattle. Seattle sucks. Disagree. Space Needle, Starbucks, Kurt Cobain move, suicide. Move the move the um, move the uh, Kings there if you want a team, but don't put a team in Las Vegas. They shot the Fifty don't. Shades movies there. That's okay. I sorry. I think they might have been Vancouver. Sorry, I think it was sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, can I? I changed all my argument. <laughs> um, please give a new franchise to Seattle. That well, not a new one. Just don't but, expand the, the NBA. The there's, no, there's not enough talent at the moment. No, no, no but is. don't you think just like the Sonics were a cool team? The Seattle SuperSonics. But they weren't. I was alive when the Sonics played, and they sucked. Disagree. They were cool. They were. They had a cool logo. I've got a shirt. Like they had a cool logo in the eighties when Sean King was drafted. They had cool logos, cool colorway, one of the coolest names in all of sports, and they played in a cool pyramid-esque stadium. No, they sucked. Disagree. Just strong disagree. And it's one of the kind of creepiest cities I've ever looked at on Google Maps. (laughs) Name five. It's got a monorail. Players. It's got a monorail. Na- okay, I'm in. I'm in. Um, I'm five, in. No, what? Five they notable players. Fifty Shades. Do they? Kevin sh- Durant. Okay, you tricked me a bit there. Sean Kemp. Yeah. I like you. Can't Russell Westbrook. No, he didn't. Are you sure when he I'm was sure drafted? He, yeah, he was just like okay. See, he was drafted year. a year after. Okay, okay. Um, oh, Gary Payton. Yeah, you're up to three. I, I knew you'd get three. I actually didn't think. Rashad Lewis. Nice. Um. Ray Allen? Yes, well done. Ray Allen was confusing though, because um, did Ray Allen play for Milwaukee? We need to do this game they do on one of my favorite football podcasts, the Football Ramble, 
where they um, you bid on how you name a player, Ray Allen, and then you bid on how many players you think you can name. Let's like literally play it right now. Okay. So first bid, um, and once you get the highest bid, you have to get that or you lose. I don't understand what the rules are. So you bid how many pl- teams that Ray Allen played for. You think you can correctly guess. Okay. And then I, I try and outbid you. So oh. and whoever gets the highest bid has to name the teams. And if you can't name them, then you lose the point. And if you can name them, you win the point. Okay. That's how it works. So Ray Allen, you can go opening bid. I named the player. You tell me how many play, how many teams that Ray Allen played for. You can name. Four. Okay. It doesn't work for basketball because there's in football players <laughs> play for like 15 clubs and do like loans and stuff. Whereas uh, I think Ray Allen only played for four teams. Okay, so I'm going to bid five um, and hope there's a fifth team that I can't think of right now. Who okay, played for I'm um, going to his Wikipedia because you yeah. won the bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say he started his career at the Milwaukee Bucks. He was traded to the uh, uh, Seattle Supersonics for... Gary Payton. He then moved, I think, in free agency or was traded, uh, I think, free agency to the Boston Celtics. And then in a move that divided him and Rajon Rondo and Paul Pierce, he controversially moved to their bitter rivals in what was a chump move to the Miami Heat. And then I assume he retired. So that's four teams. But unfortunately, I bid five. Which normally. Can I say, to add stakes to, to your last guess. Yeah. You're 100% correct so far. Yeah, okay. So it all comes down to this. Yeah, I just realised why we don't play this game because players, you like Shaquille O'Neal and you're like three. Oh no, no, Shaquille O'Neal is such a good one. You played for like five, eh? You played for a lot. Okay, um, what is another team that could have potentially, like they play in Los Angeles. He never came back, eh, Ray Allen? I think uh, he only played for four teams is my final answer, so I lose, all right? Well, you got to guess that your last one. I, I, there's no team to guess. He who, played four teams. who was his 15? <laughs> he didn't have a 15. You, you bid five. You've got to <laughs> guess five. Um, well, I was going to guess uh, like a team that like um, washed up old players often turn up and play for. So I was going to guess um, uh, LA Lakers. Milwaukee correct. Seattle correct. Boston correct. Miami correct. No 15. Uh, should, should we just play it briefly with Shaq and see if that works? Because I know yeah. he played for like quite a few. Okay. Okay, you got opening bid. I will bid. Pick up the pace. I will guess six. Damn. Okay. <laughs> I was going to guess seven, but then I was like, you probably named all of them. Um, I can only get. I can only name um, five. I think. Where else would he have gone? Uh, okay, name six then. I can't even name six. Uh, first and foremost, the Orlando Magic. What a team. Um, then, uh, famously, the Miami Heat, where he went, won a championship. That's not where he went next. Then, I'm not doing it in order, do I? Do I have to do it in order? Oh, no, no, no. no. Yeah, just yeah. extra for experts. Um, the Miami Heat, yep. where he famously won a championship. Uh, the Boston Celtics. Yep. Um, iconic team he played for yeah the uh, Phoenix Suns yeah Shaktis um, the Cleveland Cavaliers yeah 
And um, the last one's tough. But um, I'm thinking, where do like, where do kind of washed up players end up? Um, yeah, I'll go Los Angeles Lakers. Well played, well played. Um, um, it's a little gag. I realise how the game doesn't work because yeah, football players like even like Chris Wood from New Zealand yeah. has like twelve teams. There's got to be no, but there's got to be. Um, we got to go a niche player yeah. who bounced around a lot of teams, like Luke Riddenauer. Yes. Yeah, um, Luke Ridnour. Okay, yeah. you bid. <laughs> um, Luke Ridnour. I'm going to bid um, two. Remember, this is the this is the this is the break. This is the final. Well. This is the final. Luke Ridnour. Best of three. Ah, uh, three. Luke Ridnour. I want to be a, like a poacher. Do you know? I remember his shoes is the main thing I, I remember. Luke Ridnour. I don't reckon I've had named for and like even two. Do they have? Does he have to have played for the team, or could he have just been temporarily traded? There? Oh wow! Um, yeah, yeah. The rule is they have to have played a professional oh, game. Oh, that makes it tough. What am I on three? Three. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say name name your three. Okay, Luke Ridnour. The Milwaukee Bucks. Wait, that was a random. Okay, I'm gonna. I don't know look anything about Luke Ridnour. Yeah. <laughs> I would not have guessed then. I think you had a green team, right? But it was... Um... Shh, don't say... Don't spoil. Oh, sorry. Go and tell me he didn't play for the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. He his did. Wikipedia has a section called Return to Milwaukee. Yes. He, he played, played for mo- them yeah, twice. Yeah, multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The Orlando Magic. Correct. Two. One more. For the win. Luke Ridnow. This is exciting stuff. Luke Ridnow. Now, this is not my guess, but did he play for the Seattle Supersonics? I'm going to go Seattle Supersonics. Correct. He also played for the Charlotte Bobcats. Iconic. Uh, thank God I did not name Archer 4. Wait, is that his only teams? I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. I thought he got traded like... No, times. I think we're getting him confused with that other white guy point guard who no one cares about. Oh, who was also from the Bucks. Yeah, Kirk Heinrich, was it? Nah, I'm thinking of Luke Ridnow, I reckon. Nah, you're not. Kirk Heinrich played for a thousand teams. Um, Did he? Who's the white guy, the point guard, who just would comically get traded a lot? Yeah, I thought it was Ridnow. It's not That's Kirk not. Heinrich either. Nah, we'll, we'll figure out who it was. Most I'll, I'll Google most traded NBA players. We need a game like that. It might be fun to do for coaches. Like, do you think? Oh, I thought it was pretty fun with Luke Ridnour. Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay, just um, doing obscure players that played for like five teams. Okay, these are the you want to hear the most traded players in NBA history, yeah. according to sportscasting.com. Okay, I, w- I wish it was basketball reference, but anyway, I'll take it. Yeah. Okay, number five. Marcus Canby traded seven times. Wow. Number four, Sam Cassell, seven times also. I'm not sure how he <laughs> beat Marcus Canby. <laughs> number th- number three, Chris Gatling, eight times. Wow. Number two, Dale Ellis, eight times. And number one, Trevor Ariza, nine times. Amazing. Surely Jeff Green. 
I swear he, uh, maybe it's not always trading. Yeah, no, the trade was yeah. a weird word there. It's like Jeff Green yes. just like seems to get picked up off waivers every year. Yeah, I don't yeah, even Jeff know if he does that. He just shows up at the training facility <laughs> and no one notices that he's you need a You need an extra guy for the run? <laughs> um, do you know who Jeff Green plays for at the moment? Because that is always interesting. Jeff Green. I don't see him okay. until the playoffs where he shows up normally on like the championship team. I saw a lot of NBA games live and I'm sure I saw him live. <laughs> I'm going to say he played for the LA Clippers. Okay, do it. Let's, let's, oh, I've, I've just looked at the results. It'd be a great game to, uh, a great one to play on. He's played for a lot of teams. He's played for one, I two, three, four, five, six, seven, oh. eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay, eleven, 11 teams. teams. Okay, that's like half the NBA. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna try and get until I get one wrong. Yeah. Okay. The Orlando Magic. Correct. It's amazing because it's a real niche one. He only played one season. Yeah, but it was unforgettable how frustrating he was. <laughs> no, because the thing about Jeff Green yeah. is, in my opinion, he so anytime jealous. he no no, he's not. I'm not going to say he's talented, <laughs> but anytime he plays the Magic, he's the greatest player in the world. <laughs> It'll be like Jeff Green came from nowhere to score 35 points against the Magic. Yeah. Then um, when he played for the Magic, he was just garbage. Just the slowest looking guy you've ever seen. But um, um, the, I think a lot of people have career games against the Magic. It's because they're so shit. Disagree. Okay. okay, the Orlando Magic. Yeah. The Boston Celtics. Correct. Boston loves players whose surname is Green. He also famously. played for them twice. Yes. Um, Jeff Green, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Correct. Jeff Green, the Los Angeles Clippers. Correct. Jeff Green, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Correct. Jeff Green, hmm, hmm. You're still less than halfway. That's quite yes. Those were all certainties. Hmm. Jeff Green. Just think. Of oh, all Jeff Green, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Surely. Uh, Bugger. Bad luck, man. I think you're thinking of Memphis, were you? Kind of nah. Nah, I was sure just then. I thought. I think maybe I was thinking of like Shabazz Muhammad. That was an interesting observation because you know how like you do think like, oh, it's just so much worse playing for like Minnesota or Memphis just because it's small market and like they're just not as known. And that was corroborated by a friend, uh, Mike Fitchett, who was a Breakers coach and played a couple of NBA teams in his time coaching the breakers and he was telling me there's a real noticeable difference between training facilities so okc thunder for example mm. sponsored by an oil company or whatever fitted out massive facility whereas phoenix suns just had a shitty like court like built into their stadium yeah which is quite old and uh you know real measly owner and just not a very nice facility and you don't really think of that but that is a huge one of my thing one of my um big plans for the magic is um I haven't started designing it yet. Is this when your dad buys a team and you become the GM? Yes. Is just outside of Orlando. Yeah. Basically like on a golf course. Yeah. We're going to build the training facility mm. and it's going to be like a resort. It's nice. like... You mean like um, like uh, European training teams? Soccer teams? Yeah, I guess. It's going to be... Um, obviously it's kind of weird to have it where they live anyway. But... um. But oh, you'd love to train where, near where you live. Yeah, and you go out there and you like get to stay at this resort and bond as a team, bombing into the pool, then have a little practice, and then um, 
Yeah, it's my big plan. Basically, plan is a training facility with a pool. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I, I, but, I, I mean, the current the current one's just in the stadium. Yeah. And like, well, keep that because it's handy, you know, if you want to go and shoot around and shoot the, around while the stuff is out there doing his antics. Yes, while he's Warming doing his the antics, stuff the magic dragon. Um. Then, but then to to have this kind of resort, yeah, I think it has huge potential. Okay, time for um. Got, well, we're gonna put, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. That was the end of Magic Mayhem. You had nothing else to say about Magic. Okay. Oh, I hadn't finished. Wait. Oh no, please, Paul. No, no, no. It's time to end the podcast. But the I, it was just the World Championship. Oh yeah. Clubs. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The Lakeland. Sorry. So Lakeland Magic just came third, third best team in the world. Okay. Third worst club. Sorry, third best basketball club in the world behind Mexico um, City no San Pablo Burgos from, from Spain no what Is it, that's dodgy what like there's no way that's even the best team in Europe or Spain let alone why are they at the club world championships I've never even heard of them they um in 2020 they won the basketball champions league okay it's the annual professional basketball competition for European clubs organised by FIFA. Yeah, okay, something doesn't sound right there. What FIFA, the, the Federation of Football <laughs> Associations. I mean to say FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> but also, um, the EuroLeague is the big thing. So is it like for teams that aren't in the EuroLeague or something? Because I've never heard of that. Um, it seems the Euro, the like... The EuroLeague is literally... It's only, been, it's only been going for five years. Yeah, that sounds like a scam. And the teams that have won so far, not I haven't really heard of many of them. All right. Well, um, who came second? Uh, any of the teams? Of this oh team? no, that, that team came second. The team that won was Flamingo from Brazil. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Big football club. And so Lakeland Magic, third, third best, best club in, in the world. world. Well, congratulations to the Magic and all their success. Um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I've been Guy Williams. I don't know that. Paul, you, you enter this podcast with nothing to talk about, and then you just had hours of entertainment you just provided. It wasn't for the hours, listeners. was it? it was like, that was over an hour. Yeah, but that's not hours. But it was a good time, an hour ten. Yeah. Well, we could go for hours at the rate with the kind of gold we're spewing out, but we'll save some for next time, and maybe JT will be there as well. Um, this is my song of the week. It's a song I haven't stopped listening to. I watched it at 30 for 30 about a um, tennis player called someone Connors or something from America. It's kind of a, a decent one. But um, when he went to New York to play in the US Open, they played New York Groove by Ace Freely. And it just seemed like a banging 80s song. And you know how you know all the 80s songs so well? Boys are back in town and Meatloaf, RIP. Um, it was nice to hear an 80s banger that I hadn't heard before. And I can't stop singing it now. I'm back, back in the New York Groove. And I'll play it for you now. Surely, like, just edit it in rather than... Nah, play it live. <laughs> play it live. Tune I'm back back in the New York groove. I'm back back in the New York groove. In the New York groove. 